एम लक्ष्मीकांत इंडियन पॉलिटी चैप्टर 22 पार्लियामेंट प्रिसाइडिंग ऑफिसर्स ऑफ पार्लियामेंट ईच हाउस ऑफ पार्लियामेंट हैज इट्स ओन प्रिसाइडिंग ऑफिसर देयर इज अ स्पीकर एंड अ डेप्यूटी स्पीकर फॉर द लोकसभा एंड अ चेयरमैन एंड अ डेप्यूटी चेयरमैन फॉर द राज्यसभा अ पैनल ऑफ चेयरपर्सन्स फॉर द लोकसभा एंड अ पैनल ऑफ वाइस चेयरपर्सन्स फॉर द राज्यसभा इज ऑल्सो अपॉइंटेड Speaker of Lok Sabha Election and Tenure The speaker is elected by the Lok Sabha from amongst its members as soon as may be after its first sitting Whenever the office of the speaker falls vacant the Lok Sabha elects another member to fill the vacancy The date of election of the speaker is fixed by the president Usually The speaker remains in office during the life of the Lok Sabha. However, he has to vacate his office earlier in any of the following 3 cases. 1. If he ceases to be a member of the Lok Sabha. 2. If he resigns by writing to the deputy speaker and 3. If he is removed by a resolution passed by a majority of all then members of the Lok Sabha. Such a resolution can be moved only after giving 14 days advance notice. When a resolution for the removal of the speaker is under consideration of the house, he cannot preside at the sitting of the house though he may be present. However, he can speak and take part in the proceedings of the house at such a time and vote in the first instance though not in the case of an equality of votes. It should be noted here that whenever the Lok Sabha is dissolved the speaker does not vacate his office and continues till the newly elected Lok Sabha meets role powers and functions the speaker is the head of the Lok Sabha and its representative he is the guardian of powers and privileges of the members the house as a whole and its committees he is the principal spokesman of the house and his decision in all parliamentary matters is final he is thus much more than merely the presiding officer of the lok sabha in these capacities he is vested with vast varied and vital responsibilities and enjoys great honor high dignity and supreme authority within the house the speaker of the lok sabha derives his powers and duties from three sources that is the constitution of india the rules of procedure and conduct of business of lok sabha and parliamentary conventions residuary powers that are unwritten or unspecified in the rules altogether he has the following powers and duties one he maintains order and decorum in the house for conducting its business and regulating its proceedings this is his primary responsibility and he has final power in this regard two he is the final interpreter of the provisions of a the constitution of india b the rules of procedure and conduct of business of lok sabha and c the parliamentary precedents within the house three he adjourns the house or suspends the meeting in absence of a quorum The quorum to constitute a meeting of the house is one tenth of the total strength of the house. Four, he does not vote in the first instance. 
but he can exercise a casting vote in the case of a tie. In other words, only when the House is divided equally on any question, the Speaker is entitled to vote. Such vote is called casting vote, and its purpose is to resolve a deadlock. 5. He presides over a joint setting of the two Houses of Parliament. Such a sitting is summoned by the President to settle a deadlock between the two Houses on a bill. 6. He can allow a secret sitting of the House at the request of the Leader of the House. When the House sits in secret, no stranger can be present in the chamber, lobby or galleries except with the permission of the Speaker. 7. He decides whether a bill is a money bill or not and his decision on this question is final. When a money bill is transmitted to the Rajya Sabha for recommendation and presented to the President for assent, the Speaker endorses on the bill his certificate that it is a money bill. 8. He decides the questions of disqualification of a member of the Lok Sabha arising on the ground of defection under the provisions of the 10th Schedule. In 1992, the Supreme Court ruled that the decision of the Speaker in this regard is subject to judicial review. 9. He acts as the ex officio chairman of the Indian Parliamentary Group which is a link between the Parliament of India and the various parliaments of the world. He also acts as the ex officio chairman of the Conference of Presiding Officers of Legislative Bodies in the country. 10. He appoints the chairman of all the parliamentary committees of the Lok Sabha and supervises their functioning. He himself is the chairman of the Business Advisory Committee, the Rules Committee and the General Purpose Committee. Independence and Impartiality As the office of the Speaker is vested with great prestige, position and authority, independence and impartiality becomes its sine qua non. The following provisions ensure the independence and impartiality of the office of the Speaker. 1. He is provided with a security of tenure. He can be removed only by a resolution passed by the Lok Sabha by a special majority, i.e., a majority of all the then members of the House, and not by an ordinary majority, i.e., a majority of the members present and voting in the House. This motion of removal can be considered and discussed only when it has the support of at least 50 members. 2. His salaries and allowances are fixed by Parliament. They are charged on the Consolidated Fund of India and thus are not subject to the annual vote of Parliament. 3. His work and conduct cannot be discussed and criticised in the Lok Sabha except on a substantive motion. 4. His powers of regulating procedure or conducting business or maintaining order in the House are not subject to the jurisdiction of any court. 5. He cannot vote in the first instance. He can only exercise a casting vote in the event of a tie. This makes the position of Speaker impartial. 6. He is given a very high position in the order of precedence. He is placed at 7th rank, along with the Chief Justice of India. This means, he has a higher rank than all cabinet ministers, 
except the Prime Minister or Deputy Prime Minister. In Britain, the Speaker is strictly a non-party man. There is a convention that the Speaker has to resign from his party and remain politically neutral. This healthy convention is not fully established in India where the Speaker does not resign from the membership of his party on his election to the exalted office. Deputy Speaker of Lok Sabha Like the Speaker, the Deputy Speaker is also elected by the Lok Sabha itself from amongst its members. He is elected after the election of the Speaker has taken place. The date of election of the Deputy Speaker is fixed by the Speaker. Whenever the office of the Deputy Speaker falls vacant, the Lok Sabha elects another member to fill the vacancy. Like the Speaker, the Deputy Speaker remains in office usually during the life of the Lok Sabha. However, he may vacate his office earlier in any of the following three cases. 1. If he ceases to be a member of the Lok Sabha. 2. If he resigns by writing to the Speaker and 3. If he is removed by a resolution passed by a majority of all the then members of the Lok Sabha. Such a resolution can be moved only after giving 14 days advance notice. The Deputy Speaker performs the duties of the Speaker's office when it is vacant. He also acts as the Speaker when the latter is absent from the sitting of the House. In both the cases, he assumes all the powers of the Speaker. He also presides over the joint sitting of both the Houses of Parliament in case the Speaker is absent from such a sitting. It should be noted here that the Deputy Speaker is not subordinate to the Speaker. He is directly responsible to the House. The Deputy Speaker has one special privilege, that is, whenever he is appointed as a member of a parliamentary committee, he automatically becomes its chairman. Like the Speaker, the Deputy Speaker, while presiding over the House, cannot vote in the first instance, he can only exercise a casting vote in the case of a tie. Further, when a resolution for the removal of the Deputy Speaker is under consideration of the House, he cannot preside at the sitting of the House, though he may be present. When the Speaker presides over the House, the Deputy Speaker is like any other ordinary member of the House. He can speak in the House, participate in its proceedings and vote on any question before the House. The Deputy Speaker is entitled to a regular salary and allowance fixed by Parliament and charged on the Consolidated Fund of India. Up to the 10th Lok Sabha, both the Speaker and the Deputy Speaker were usually from the ruling party. Since the 11th Lok Sabha, there has been a consensus that the Speaker comes from the ruling party or ruling alliance and the post of Deputy Speaker goes to the main opposition party. The Speaker and the Deputy Speaker, while assuming their offices, do not make and subscribe any separate oath or affirmation. The institutions of Speaker and Deputy Speaker originated in India in 1921 under the provisions of the Government of India Act of 1919, Montague Churns Ford Reforms. At that time, 
The Speaker and the Deputy Speaker were called the President and Deputy President respectively and the same nomenclature continued till 1947. Before 1921, the Governor-General of India used to preside over the meetings of the Central Legislative Council. In 1921, the Frederick White and Sachidanand Sinha were appointed by the Governor-General of India as the first Speaker and the first Deputy Speaker, respectively, of the Central Legislative Assembly. In 1925, Vithalbhai J. Patel became the first Indian and the first elected Speaker of the Central Legislative Assembly. The Government of India Act of 1935 changed the nomenclatures of President and Deputy President of the Central Legislative Assembly to the Speaker and Deputy Speaker respectively. However, the old nomenclature continued till 1947 as the federal part of the 1935 Act was not implemented. G. V. Mavlankar and Ananthasainam Ayangar had the distinction of being the first speaker and the first deputy speaker, respectively, of the Lok Sabha. G. V. Mavlankar also held the post of speaker in the Constituent Assembly, Legislative, as well as the Provisional Parliament. He held the post of speaker of Lok Sabha continuously for one decade from 1946 to 1956. Panel of Chairpersons of Lok Sabha Under the rules of Lok Sabha, the Speaker nominates from amongst the members a panel of not more than 10 chairpersons. Any of them can preside over the House in the absence of the Speaker or the Deputy Speaker. He has the same powers as the Speaker when so presiding. He holds office until a new panel of chairpersons is nominated. When a member of the panel of chairpersons is also not present, any other person as determined by House acts as the speaker. It must be emphasized here that a member of the panel of chairpersons cannot preside over the House when the office of the speaker or the deputy speaker is vacant. During such time, the speaker's duties are to be performed by such member of the House as the president may appoint for the purpose. The elections are held as soon as possible to fill the vacant posts. Speaker Pro Tem As provided by the Constitution, the Speaker of the last Lok Sabha vacates his office immediately before the first meeting of the newly elected Lok Sabha. Therefore, the President appoints a member of the Lok Sabha as the Speaker Pro Tem. Usually, the senior most member is selected for this. The President himself administers oath to the Speaker Pro Tem. The Speaker Pro Tem has all the powers of the Speaker. He presides over the first sitting of the newly elected Lok Sabha. His main duty is to administer oath to the new members. He also enables the House to elect the new Speaker. When the new Speaker is elected by the House, the office of the Speaker Pro Tem ceases to exist. Hence, this office is a temporary office, existing for a few days. Chairman of Rajya Sabha The presiding officer of the Rajya Sabha is known as the Chairman. The Vice President of India is the ex-officio Chairman of the Rajya Sabha. 
during any period when the vice president acts as president or discharges the functions of the president, he does not perform the duties of the office of the chairman of Rajya Sabha. The chairman of the Rajya Sabha can be removed from his office only if he is removed from the office of the vice president. As a presiding officer, the powers and functions of the chairman in the Rajya Sabha are similar to those of the speaker in the Lok Sabha. However, the speaker has two special powers which are not enjoyed by the chairman. 1. The speaker decides whether a bill is a money bill or not and his decision on this question is final. 2. The speaker presides over a joint sitting of two houses of parliament. Unlike the speaker, who is a member of the house, the chairman is not a member of the house. But like the speaker, the chairman also cannot vote in the first instance. He too can cast a vote in the case of an equality of votes. The vice president cannot preside over a sitting of the Rajya Sabha as its chairman when a resolution for his removal is under consideration. However, he can be present and speak in the house, and can take part in its proceedings without voting even at such a time, while the Speaker can vote in the first instance when a resolution for his removal is under consideration of the Lok Sabha. As in case of the Speaker, the salaries and allowances of the Chairman are also fixed by the Parliament. They are charged on the Consolidated Fund of India and thus are not subject to the annual vote of Parliament. During any period when the vice president acts as president or discharges the functions of the president, he is not entitled to any salary or allowance payable to the chairman of the Rajya Sabha. But he is paid the salary and allowance of the president during such a time. Deputy Chairman of Rajya Sabha The deputy chairman is elected by the Rajya Sabha itself from amongst its members. Whenever the office of the deputy chairman falls vacant, the Rajya Sabha elects another member to fill the vacancy. The deputy chairman vacates his office in any of the following three cases. 1. If he ceases to be a member of the Rajya Sabha. 2. If he resigns by writing to the chairman and 3. If he is removed by a resolution passed by a majority of all the then members of the Rajya Sabha. Such a resolution can be moved only after giving 14 days advance notice. The deputy chairman performs the duties of the chairman's office when it is vacant or when the vice president acts as president or discharges the functions of the president. He also acts as the chairman when the latter is absent from the sitting of the house. In both the cases, he has all the powers of the chairman. It should be emphasized here that the deputy chairman is not subordinate to the chairman. He is directly responsible to the Rajya Sabha. Like the chairman, the deputy chairman, while presiding over the house, cannot vote in the first instance, he can only exercise a casting vote in the case of a tie. Further, when a resolution for the removal of the deputy chairman is under consideration of the house, he cannot preside over a sitting of the house, though he may be present. When the chairman presides over the house, 
the deputy chairman is like any other ordinary member of the house. He can speak in the house, participate in its proceedings and vote on any question before the house. Like the chairman, the deputy chairman is also entitled to a regular salary and allowance. They are fixed by parliament and are charged on the Consolidated Fund of India. Panel of Vice-Chairpersons of Rajya Sabha Under the rules of Rajya Sabha, the chairman nominates from amongst the members a panel of vice-chairpersons. Any one of them can preside over the house in the absence of the chairman or the deputy chairman. He has the same powers as the chairman when so presiding. He holds office until a new panel of vice-chairpersons is nominated. When a member of the panel of vice-chairpersons is also not present, any other person as determined by the house acts as the chairman. It must be emphasized here that a member of the panel of vice-chairpersons cannot preside over the house when the office of the chairman or the deputy chairman is vacant. During such time, the chairman's duties are to be performed by such member of the house as the president may appoint for the purpose. The elections are held as soon as possible to fill the vacant posts. Secretariat of Parliament Each house of parliament has separate secretarial staff of its own, though there can be some posts common to both the houses. Their recruitment and service conditions are regulated by Parliament. The Secretariat of each house is headed by a Secretary-General. He is a permanent officer and is appointed by the presiding officer of the house. Leaders in Parliament Leader of the House Under the rules of Lok Sabha, the leader of the house means the Prime Minister, if he is a member of the Lok Sabha, or a minister who is a member of the Lok Sabha and is nominated by the Prime Minister to function as the leader of the house. There is also a leader of the house in the Rajya Sabha. He is a minister and a member of the Rajya Sabha and is nominated by the Prime Minister to function as such. The leader of the house in either house is an important functionary and exercises direct influence on the conduct of business. He can also nominate a deputy leader of the house. The same functionary in USA is known as the majority leader. Leader of the Opposition In each house of parliament, there is the leader of the opposition. The leader of the largest opposition party having not less than one-tenth seats of the total strength of the house is recognized as the leader of the opposition in that house. In a parliamentary system of government, the leader of the opposition has a significant role to play. His main functions are to provide a constructive criticism of the policies of the government and to provide an alternative government. Therefore, the leader of opposition in the Lok Sabha and the Rajya Sabha were accorded statutory recognition in 1977. They are also entitled to the salary, allowances, and other facilities equivalent to that of a cabinet minister. It was in 1969 that an official leader of the opposition was recognized for the first time. The same functionary in USA is known as the minority leader.
The British political system has an unique institution called the Shadow Cabinet. It is formed by the opposition party to balance the ruling cabinet and to prepare its members for future ministerial offices. In this Shadow Cabinet, Almost every member in the ruling cabinet is shadowed by a corresponding member in the opposition cabinet. This shadow cabinet serves as the alternate cabinet if there is change of government. That is why Ivor Jennings described the leader of opposition as the alternative prime minister. He enjoys the status of a minister and is paid by the government. Whip Though the offices of the Leader of the House and the Leader of the Opposition are not mentioned in the Constitution of India, they are mentioned in the Rules of the House and Parliamentary Statute respectively. The Office of Whip, on the other hand, is mentioned neither in the Constitution of India nor in the Rules of the House nor in a Parliamentary Statute. It is based on the Conventions of the Parliamentary Government. Every political party, whether ruling or opposition, has its own whip in the parliament. He is appointed by the political party to serve as an assistant floor leader. He is charged with the responsibility of ensuring the attendance of his party members in large numbers and securing their support in favour of or against a particular issue. He regulates and monitors their behaviour in the parliament. The members are supposed to follow the directives given by the whip. Otherwise, disciplinary action can be taken. Sessions of Parliament Summoning The President from time to time summons each House of Parliament to meet. But the maximum gap between two sessions of Parliament cannot be more than six months. In other words, the Parliament should meet at least twice a year. There are usually three sessions in a year, viz. 1. The Budget Session, February to May 2. The Monsoon Session, July to September and 3. The Winter Session, November to December A session of Parliament is the period spanning between the first sitting of a house and its prorogation or dissolution in the case of the Lok Sabha. During a session, the house meets every day to transact business. The period spanning between the prorogation of a house and its reassembly in a new session is called recess. Adjournment A session of parliament consists of many meetings. Each meeting of a day consists of two sittings, that is, a morning sitting from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and post-lunch sitting from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. A sitting of parliament can be terminated by adjournment or adjournment signed die or prorogation or dissolution in the case of the Lok Sabha. An adjournment suspends the work in a sitting for a specified time, which may be hours, days or weeks. Adjournment signed die Adjournment signed die means terminating a sitting of parliament for an indefinite period. In other words, when the House is adjourned without naming a day for reassembly, it is called adjournment sign die. The power of adjournment as well as adjournment sign die lies with the presiding officer of the House. He can also call a sitting of the House before the date or time to which it has been adjourned or at any time after the House has been adjourned sign die. 
prorogation the presiding officer speaker or chairman declares the house adjourned sine die when the business of a session is completed within the next few days the president issues a notification for prorogation of the session however the president can also prorogue the house while in session dissolution rajya sabha being a permanent house is not subject to dissolution only the lok sabha is subject to dissolution unlike a prorogation a dissolution ends the very life of the existing house and a new house is constituted after general elections are held the dissolution of the lok sabha may take place in either of two ways one automatic dissolution that is on the expiry of its tenure of 5 years or the terms as extended during a national emergency or two whenever the president decides to dissolve the house which he is authorized to do once the lok sabha is dissolved before the completion of its normal tenure the dissolution is irrevocable when the lok sabha is dissolved all business including bills motions resolutions notices petitions and so on pending before it or its committees lapse they to be pursued further must be reintroduced in the newly constituted lok sabha however some pending bills and all pending assurances that are to be examined by the committee on government assurances do not lapse on the dissolution of the lok sabha the position with respect to lapsing of bills is as follows one a bill pending in the lok sabha lapses whether originating in the lok sabha or transmitted to it by the rajya sabha two a bill passed by the lok sabha but pending in the rajya sabha lapses three a bill not passed by the two houses due to disagreement and if the president has notified the holding of a joint sitting before the dissolution of lok sabha does not lapse four a bill pending in the rajya sabha but not passed by the lok sabha does not lapse five a bill passed by both houses but pending assent of the president does not lapse six a bill passed by both houses but returned by the president for reconsideration of houses does not lapse quorum quorum is the minimum number of members required to be present in the house before it can transact any business it is 1/10 of the total number of members in each house including the presiding officer it means that there must be at least 55 members present in the lok sabha and 25 members present in the rajya sabha if any business is to be conducted if there is no quorum during a meeting of the house it is the duty of the presiding officer either to adjourn the house or to suspend the meeting until there is a quorum voting in house all matters at any sitting of either house or joint sitting of both the houses are decided by a majority of votes of the members present and voting excluding the presiding officer only a few matters which are specifically mentioned in the constitution like impeachment of the president amendment of the constitution removal of the presiding officers of the parliament and so on require special majority not ordinary majority the presiding officer of a house does not vote in the first instance 
but exercises a casting vote in the case of an equality of votes. The proceedings of a House are to be valid irrespective of any unauthorized voting or participation or any vacancy in its membership. The following points can be noted with respect to the voting procedure in the Lok Sabha. 1. On the conclusion of a debate, the Speaker shall put the question and invite those who are in favour of the motion to say aye and those against the motion to say no. 2. The Speaker shall then say, I think the eyes or the nose, as the case may be, have it. If the opinion of the Speaker as to the decision of a question is not challenged, he shall say twice, the eyes or the nose, as the case may be, have it and the question before the House shall be determined accordingly. 3a. If the opinion of the Speaker as to the decision of a question is challenged, he shall order that the lobby be cleared. b. After the lapse of 3 minutes and 30 seconds, he shall put the question a second time and declare whether in his opinion the eyes or the nose have it. c. If the opinion so declared is again challenged, he shall direct that the votes be recorded either by operating the automatic vote recorder or by using I and no slips in the house or by the members going into the lobbies. 4. If in the opinion of the Speaker, the division is unnecessarily claimed, he may ask the members who are for I and those for no respectively to rise in their places and, on account being taken, he may declare the determination of the house. In such a case, the names of the voters shall not be recorded. Language in Parliament The Constitution has declared Hindi and English to be the languages for transacting business in the Parliament. However, the presiding officer can permit a member to address the house in his mother tongue. In both the houses, arrangements are made for simultaneous translation. Though English was to be discontinued as a flawed language after the expiration of 15 years from the commencement of the Constitution, that is, in 1965, the Official Languages Act, 1963, allowed English to be continued along with Hindi. Rights of ministers and attorney general in addition to the members of a house Every minister and the Attorney General of India have the right to speak and take part in the proceedings of either House, any joint sitting of both the Houses and any committee of Parliament of which he is a member, without being entitled to vote. There are two reasons underlying this constitutional provision. 1. A minister can participate in the proceedings of a House, of which he is not a member. In other words, a minister belonging to the Lok Sabha can participate in the proceedings of the Rajya Sabha and vice versa. 2. A minister, who is not a member of either house, can participate in the proceedings of both the houses. It should be noted here that a person can remain a minister for six months without being a member of either house of parliament. Lenduk Session it refers to the last session of the existing Lok Sabha after a new Lok Sabha has been elected. Those members of the existing Lok Sabha who could not get re-elected to the new Lok Sabha are called Lindaks. Thank you so much for listening this audiobook.
If this audiobook help you in any way so please do like and share this audiobook and hit the subscribe button.